In this episode, I am talking to Nicola De Piazzi. I am so excited to have Nicola on. Nicola is an audience attraction and content strategist who helps mums with home-based businesses attract their best customers so they can make money with ease. I love in this episode, Nicola talks about we're not in the business of marketing anymore. We are in the business of relationship building. She talks all about how we should have a marketing strategy, how we should know our ideal customer, and most importantly, how to turn followers into real paying customers. This is a great episode and I cannot wait to dive in. So let's get started. Hey, hey there, you are listening to the Boss Motive Podcast, where I'm sharing all the tools, tips, and mindset tricks to build a successful business whilst living a life you love and avoiding the burnout. Ever wondered what it takes to live in a tropical paradise, run successful businesses, and work from home whilst raising kids? Well, listen up, friends, as I am sharing my story of how I've done this, along with interviews from other incredible entrepreneurs who are also living their best life. My name is Liz Morris, and this is the No BS Podcast, where I'm digging deep into what it actually takes to define your success and live a life you were put on this earth for. Haven't found your motive yet? Come in closer. We may just have the answer. Well, hello, Nicola. I am so excited to have you on my podcast today. You are a digital marketing coach and you are going to share with us today some hot tips. Um, But before we dive into it, can you please give me, let me know who you are, your background and whereabouts in Australia you, you live. Yes, I can do that. Hello, how are you? Thanks for having me here. Um, I'm Nicola. I live in WA. I uh, live in regional WA, so I'm a little bit outside Bunbury, just south of Perth. And I'm English, as you can probably tell from my accent, been here for 16 years now. And yes, I'm a digital marketing coach. So I help mostly mums in business who are building businesses, working from home to grow an engaged audience. And A little bit of my background is it's a very familiar story to lots of mums who start businesses from home. I was working in lots of different sales and marketing roles in the UK and Australia for about 10 years. And then I had my children. Um, So I've got three kids. I had quite a big break, probably about eight years of um, not working. And Then when my youngest was sort of three, I kind of thought, right, well, it might be time to get back into doing something. And I I found a lovely role um, working three days a week, but it just didn't work for us as a family. We live in a small regional town. There's no before and after school care. Uh, I'm English. I don't have my family on my doorstep. So I have quite, um, you know, my family, my husband's family are wonderful, but I didn't have the support where I could just ring my mum and say, grab my kids or have them after school every day. Or um, Anyway, it just didn't work for us. So I set up my business working from home, started as a marketing consultancy. So I was offering um, services, helping people with their social media management, website design, um, email mark, you know, any kind of digital marketing services that people really needed. And then I also started training women in how to do it for themselves. So helping them with their social media, how to produce content. And that's where I found I really 
you know, found my feet. I loved it. I loved empowering others to do it for themselves. And so that's my story. Rather than doing it for people now, I teach them how to do it for themselves because a lot of women in business, we're not running like giant businesses. We don't have like huge amounts of revenue turnover. Um, but we want to be able to earn enough to support, you know, some fun things that we want to do with our kids and have the flexibility to be there for our kids in terms of school drop-offs and events that might be happening at school or if your kids are sick, that sort of thing. So they don't always have like a huge budget to put towards paying people to do their marketing. So it's really important, I think, to know the basics of how to build an audience in the first place. And so that's what I'm focusing on now, just helping women have the skills so they can do it for themselves. That's fantastic. And I find being a small business myself, definitely not only not having the budget to do marketing, but even just having the time to um, give people the information to your brand story and to get them to design the marketing. Sometimes I find it's just easier to get in and get it done yourself. So for anybody that wants to start doing their own marketing, can you give us some top top tips on how to get started or even, um, you know, like there's so many ways to do your marketing. We've got, we're overwhelmed with the options. We've got Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, LinkedIn, like you name it, there are options out there for every sort of marketing. So how can people um, get clear on what they should be focusing their time on? Like I know that people talk about a marketing strategy, for example. So maybe if you could break down what a strategy might look like um, and how people might be able to get started with their own marketing strategy. Yeah, absolutely. It's a big topic and it's something that people come to me with a lot. You know, where should I start? What should I be doing first? You know, do I need to be on every single social platform? Do I need a website? Do I need to do, you know, videos and have a YouTube channel and all this kind of, and yes, it is, it can be very overwhelming. So I now focus on the early part of the marketing strategy and helping people with um, getting their foundations in place and having absolute clarity on their messaging, their time the audience, their niche, they're positioning themselves to be known for the thing that they do. And then I help them with their content strategy so that they can build their audience. So I think a lot of people uh, jump into doing the fun activities. So they produce a logo, they, they create a very simple website, and then they start on Facebook or Instagram, but without ever having done the initial work. And if you haven't done the initial work, then all of your lovely fancy activities are going to be a bit of a waste of time because you're not going to be resonating with the people that you need to resonate with. So when people are first starting out, I say, yes, it's very easy for us to go onto social media, definitely start on social media because it's free. It's a great way to get your message out there, but always just focus on one platform at a time, like pick the place where your audience is hanging out and really get to know how to use that platform in the best way. And again, to know where your audience is hanging out, you have to have done the initial foundational work. And, is there uh, like a breakdown of what a foundation looks like? Like I'm picturing maybe a house foundation. How does that equate <laughs> to a business? Like what are the foundations that we should we should really have in place before we start implementing the marketing? Yeah, absolutely. So in terms of your marketing, it's um, just delving right into what your message is, who your target audience is, building a picture of your ideal customer avatar, so building a profile, really understanding their problems and 
And by that, I mean really tapping into their mindset, really thinking about, you know, what are they thinking about every day? What stops them from moving forwards? And then what are the issues they're having so that you can provide the right solution? So you've got to have um, your message right for people to feel like you are the one that can help them. And to do that, it's literally just a case of like researching, looking at um, like your current customers, if you have any, and you know what the sort of um, language is that they're using, or just doing some research with like a survey or going into Facebook groups and using the search bar facility that they have there and just really looking up topics that you are focusing on. And then looking at what the problems are, what are the questions that people are asking so that you know that you are helping um, their exact issues. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. That's perfect. And I know with each of my pivots that I've done across the years, I love using surveys. Surveys is such a great option um, because not only do you get answers straight away, about the topics that you might like to cover. But a lot of the times you, from surveys, especially if you have like short answers or or long text answers available, people will give you uh, actual words and context that you can use and you can reframe that and put that into your foundations, into your marketing messages. And surveys is definitely something that I love to use. And I also love what you say about the Facebook groups, going in and searching a topic. That's such a great tool that you can use as well. So that's great. So then how do you, um, so from your foundations, you kind of identify your ideal customer. Is that where you then start to think about how you start attracting your customer and perhaps uh, the content? How does that work from then knowing your foundations to then stepping in? Yeah, absolutely. And I will just say as well that as another part of the foundational stage is being really clear on your brand. And um, so that's not just your sort of logo and your pretty stuff, the colors and fonts that you choose, but just being doing that work of being um, really aware of your brand values and like what you stand for um, and also your brand personality. So the tone of voice that you want to be using, you know, depending on what your business is and who your target audience is, do you want to have this sort of formal, official kind of feel? Or is it more of a friendly, authentic, approachable kind of feel? You know, is it okay for you to uh, swear and be a bit jovial? Or is that going to freak your audience out? You know, so you really need to be aware of uh, exactly what you stand for and what you want to be known for so that you can move on to the next stage. And for me, that's connection. So you need to start building connection with your people. And so I like to say that we're not in the business of marketing anymore. We're in the business of relationship building. And That's a great thing. I love that. Yeah. And we need to be seen as the go-to person for the problem that you help people with and to do that and for people to feel confident to work with you you've got to be building trust and you've got to build those relationships and to do that you've got to show up and so showing up is how we build connection and we show up through our content so initially when people are first starting out I know that they can be a little bit shy about putting their face on their social platforms or even talking to camera or going into their stories. Um, And, you know, I'm not going to force people to do that straight away, but it's something that you need to work towards. So visibility is huge in building connection 
with people and social platforms these days are incredibly busy and noisy and you want to be cutting through that noise by resonating with your people. And, and so if you've done the, sorry, did you want sorry, to? Sorry, Nicola, I was just going to jump in. And the way that you're talking now, does it, do you think this applies to both product businesses and service businesses? Like, do you feel that you sort of have to have that present across both or is this more applying to service businesses? So it's incredibly important for service-based businesses because if you are providing a service where you're working one-on-one with clients, whether you're a, an osteopath or a coach or a hairdresser, whatever, um, you are the face of your brand. And so you need to be stepping up and owning that role and attracting people to you because you are you. Like That's your superpower. But having said that, the same rules apply to product-based businesses. People still buy from people. People still want to know that there is a a person behind the brand. And, you know, if you think about some of the giant brands out there, like Google or Apple or Coca-Cola, then you're not going to necessarily know, you know, the people who are working in the office behind the scenes, but you are still being fed snippets of the personality of that brand. And so it's still really valuable to know the values and the brand personalities so that that comes across in everything that you produce and goes out there. And if you're a one-person band, like I work with people in my membership who are doing, you know, like uh, personalized gifts and uh, all coaches. um, But, you know, this person, she's a she's a one woman band. She works on her own at home and her business is a product based business. But she's always in her Instagram stories, connecting with her audience, asking what they want to see come next, talking a little bit about her family and behind the scenes because she knows that her audience is mostly females. Uh, And they're the ones that make the gift buying decisions. And so she wants to connect. She wants to be seen as someone that can relate and understand what her audience is going through and how she makes life simple for them. Um, And so it's still important to be known as the person behind your brand and behind the face of your business. That's fantastic. I really hide. No more hiding (laughs) graphics and testimonials. You've got to get out there. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. So we've, we've talked about, you know, that, and that would, I guess, be the organic side of that. Is that how you kind of would relate to that? Yeah. So I mostly, I don't, um, don't um, see myself as a professional and expert in the paid side of things at all. I have people, if, um, you know, if they're at that stage where they need to go to that next level, then I refer them to uh, experts who are, you know, amazing at that particular thing. So my um, genius is in building connection and doing the organic side of things. So the next stage, I guess, is really digging deep into your content strategy and knowing what content to produce that is going to really help you attract your people. So you've really, you've got to dig deep. You've got to know your topics. So setting up your content pillars, your content buckets, whatever you like to call them, of um, topics that are what you cover in your business and are what people want to know about. And so generally, generally we produce content that's educational, inspiring, entertaining, and then also sort of promotional. So those are generally the four types of um 
content. So you want to show up looking like you are the expert in your field, that you absolutely know your stuff. So owning your space so that educational posts are really good. You want to be creating inspiring posts which show, you know, before and after transformations or the difference your product has made to someone's life. You want to be doing a bit of entertaining stuff, um, which can be sharing other people's posts or creating reels or going live and allowing people to get to know you. Um, and then obviously the promotional side of things, you need to be able to stand up and say, you know, this is how you can work with me and this is the transformation you're going to get. Fantastic. So I guess we've talked a lot about attracting the right people, but what? how do we get them? How do we uh, get a person who is in amongst that noise? And then what do we do with them? Like, it's one thing to have them on social media, but of course, everybody says you don't own social media. It can be turned off tomorrow. So what would you advise people to do once they're starting to get a little bit of traction on even their social media? Uh, where do they go from there? What What's the next step? So, <clears throat> so this is where it comes into um, understanding your client journey and you really want to be shifting people from the awareness stage down into your, your traditional sort of sales funny, then takes people funnel, takes people through to the sort of consideration stage. And to do that, you really want to be moving them onto the next step in their journey with you. And generally for service-based businesses and product-based businesses, it's about getting them onto your email list and building uh, a list of people who are warm to you. They have willingly said they want to hear more from you. They've given you their email address, which we shouldn't take lightly. Um, and we want to be rewarding them by communicating with them regularly, by sending out um, a weekly or fortnightly email so that you can nurture them for future. So it's um, an, an even greater way for them to really connect with you. So they've seen you on social media. They've said, yeah, I think I like this person. She seems to resonate. She seems to get me and understand me. I like... Um, how she does her content or how she shows up. I feel like I could work with this person. And so um, then you need to get them to exchange their email address with you. And generally to do that, you would have some sort of lead magnet or freebie that you would offer, which, and, and that's a whole other topic in itself. And because there are so many different types of lead magnets out there and you have to just pick what is relevant for your business really. So some people would do um, a masterclass or a webinar. Some people would offer a sort of PDF of some kind that's like a cheat sheet or a, a blueprint of taking them on a journey from A to B. But generally you want to think about, you know, what does my customer need from me in the first step of their journey? And so they would be, and it needs to be highly valuable to them. Uh, gone are the days where you could just stick up a um, a PDF and everyone would go, yes, I want it. You know, people have become a bit more wise to these things these days. So you need to provide awesome value and you have to tell people about it because, again, people aren't going to go on your list if it's the biggest kept secret in the world. So you need to tell people and then they will hopefully think, yes, I really need this. This person can help me. They'll give you their email address. And then from then you've captured them onto your list so you can keep talking to them. And then you have greater chance of converting them into being a customer. So this might be a bit spe specific to an actual business. And I guess um, 
but how often would you then communicate? Like, I mean, social media, we can um, post every single day, but if it came to then email marketing, for example, like how much effort do you need to put into that side of it? And how often should you actually talk to your people? So you're not, I know a lot of people think, I don't want to get annoying. I don't want to be unsubscribed from, but is there like a golden rule when it comes to how often you even contact people via email? No, there's no golden rule. Um, but I do recommend weekly at least because you need to um, be communicating with everyone so that they are getting, they're used to hearing from you and they're um, looking forward to hearing from you and you're providing value, you're teaching them things. Um, and if you can't commit to weekly, then commit to fortnightly. But whatever you commit to, you have to stick to it. So consistency is the key here. If you're not going to be able to do weekly, then don't do weekly, but don't half-ass do it, you know? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And consistency seems to be like if there's one word that should be attached to business, it should be consistency. No matter yeah. what you do, it's it's consistency. Because yeah. Even effort. If you're consistently putting in effort, you will achieve better results. And I guess that's the same with all of our, our actions, including our marketing strategies and our content strategy, et cetera. So yeah. then we've got, we've gone through how to, you know, set the foundations, get some audience, um, talk to that audience. And then what, ha- what's next? What, what do we do from there? Yes. But before I go there, I will just say one other thing, because I find these, um, a lot of people think, oh, you know, I create a content strategy and I'll post on social media and my job's done. You know, I'll post every day and I'll just sit back and I'll wait for all the sales to roll in. And and I just really want to get the message across. And this is what I focus a lot on when I work with people one-on-one is that you need to be actually engaging with people and building your community. So you can't just expect it to happen by posting, even if you go live every single day. And what I mean by that is you need to be uh, commenting on other people's posts, um, finding people that are relevant to your business and liking their pages and sharing their stuff and saving their stuff and being active in Facebook groups and um, searching relevant hashtags to look for new people. And, and uh, people look at me and go, oh, my God, I haven't got time for that. But really, if you just make that 10 minutes of every day, if you start your day just um, doing a bit of engagement work on social media, um, then it's going to make a huge difference to your business. So you've got to be active on social platforms these days. You can't just be passive. You can't just post and then walk away and think, yeah, I'm, I'm done. It's <laughs> so much business because that post was amazing. People don't actually care really unless you are really resonating with them and you're making an effort. And the more you give in terms of the connection and the engagement, the more you get back. And I don't know about you, but I love hanging out on Instagram and I have built and continue to build a really lovely community and and it's just so nice to have all these kind of business owners who are all over the world and we all just like help each other out and comment and follow on what's going on in each other's lives. And it's just really nice. Um, and that is the way to do business. Because if you think about how we used to do business in the old days, which was like actual in-person networking, it had to be a two-way conversation. It had to be, 
you couldn't just walk up to a networking event and talk about yourself for 20 minutes and expect everyone to go, yes, I love this person. I want to work with them. It doesn't work like that. We're, we're um, human beings and we like connection, but we like to know that we're you know, giving it both ways. So it's give and take. And so I just think that's a really important aspect of social media these days is just being active in terms of uh, building your own connections and not just waiting for them to come to you. Yeah, that's so true. And I mean, we met on Instagram, so it obviously yeah. works. But also I read the other day or something, I don't know, something popped up that made me realize that for that half an hour that you're mindlessly scrolling, you could be engaging. So even though we think we don't have time, we actually do. We are sitting there a lot of the time. I know I'm guilty and I'm just like, oh, pretty pictures and oh, look what that's happening and da 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 da, where I could actually be using that time effectively and dropping some some comments and really engaging with, as you say, hashtags or other businesses. So, yeah. yeah and I do it too, idea. you know. I'm, I'm <laughs> We're all guilty. Honest, you know, because Instagram is very, you know, you can go through the down the tunnel of pretty pictures, what are all the celebrities up to, checking everyone's stories, and we all do it. But yeah, yeah, next thing you know, you're in uh, Lisbon and you're booking a gondola in somewhere else. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, exactly. Um, so it's just that ha- being intentional about the time that you spend on um, social media, intentional action. And, um, you know, we all go through those phases of just mindless scrolling, especially at the end of the day when you've just, you know, you've got your kids to bed, you've done dinner, you've had a big day working, and then, you know, you just want to, a bit of mindless stuff. But... Yeah, and that's fine, but just make sure that if you are doing that all the time, you're not going to build and grow your audience as quickly as you could be if you were being a bit more intentional with it. Fantastic, fantastic advice. And what what else could you leave, what other gems could you leave us with today? Okay, so, yeah, the final stage in um, building your audience but then also converting them is being okay with selling. And and I did talk about how with the four different types of content we produce, one of them is promotional. So you've got to be okay with putting yourself out there and actually saying, this is what I do. This is how you work with me. This is how I can help you. And, um, And it's not always easy, especially as women. I think we feel a little bit like we lose our voice when it comes to that stage. And, and I'm guilty of it as well. I feel very comfortable providing wonderful content that's really educational and helping people but when it comes to actually saying hey I've got this amazing thing and this is the transformation you could get I kind of get really scared and I push myself through it and I'll do it but you know it's not it doesn't always come easy to us um and I think maybe if you've got a product-based business then it's slightly easier because that is all you sell and so you bang on about it all the time but when you're a service I don't know, there's something about selling yourself and putting yourself out there that makes you feel a little bit unsure. Yeah, absolutely. Women are the worst. We are so bad at that. Oh, like, terrible. I noticed that men can sell themselves so easy. Yeah, <laughs> and they women. don't even think about it. They just do it because yeah. there's this inbuilt confidence in, I don't know, I think it's just like generations and generations of being 
you know, told to be quiet, told to yeah. not have thoughts or feelings or I don't know. It's sort of- but also I think we're natural givers, especially when we become mothers. We're so used to just doing things for other people and not really expecting anything back in return. So the fact that we have a service business oftentimes, and a lot of the times I find women, they love their business. Like I love my coaching. I love helping other women, but that realization that, oh, actually I have to put food on the table and I have to put a roof over my head. So we do need to get to that point where we do sell. So it's one thing I love that you say to provide content and yeah, that can be the easy part, but definitely asking for the sale. And another thing, and I'm sure you find this a lot, is having a really easy way to get the sale. Mm. I find people that, um, you know, you can lose a sale quite quickly if you don't have a really clear mechanism. Like you only want one or two points of, um, you know, touch points in order to make a transaction because you can lose someone so quickly. So if your website is not user-friendly, that can be huge in not getting the sale. You know, you can, you can drop them off. Like I remember when I first started my product business, learning that um, how effective PayPal was. Mm. And somebody said to me, it's because all they need is a pass a password. Whereas if they have to get up and go and get their credit card off the couch, like they're sitting on the couch scrolling and they have to go up and get a credit card, they could then have bump into a child in the kitchen and then be making hot chocolates and completely forget that they were just about to check out. So having that transaction available to them, it can be such a game changer. And so asking for the sale is crucial, but also being able to execute the sale and, and yes. receive that money is is super important as well. Yeah, I 100% agree. You've just got to make it as easy as possible. And it seems ridiculous, doesn't it? You think, oh my God, can people really not be bothered to go and get their credit card? <laughs> but it's true. We all do it. Like that exact scenario you just um, explained. We've all done it so many times, got to the checkout page and then just got distracted and come back to it. And you're like, oh, no, maybe I don't really need that. You know, and you change your mind. So, yeah, absolutely. Um it's really good to also sort of overcome objections to purchase in your content if you can. So people often put up lots of excuses about, oh, I haven't got the money for that or I haven't got the time to invest or you haven't really um, shown that there's any urgency or you haven't built up enough desire. So uh, social proof is really important for that as well in your content. Just um, if, if there's any like user-generated content that people post where you're in it, you know, make sure you share it, make sure you share testimonials, make sure you share like before and after success stories and all that sort of stuff. So you're, again, you're just building in that, building up that trust and that confidence in you as a brand um, and that you can deliver the results that people are looking for. And it's just super important. And it all, I know I keep going on about it, but it all comes back to having your foundations in place and having actually spent the time really nailing your message and who your people are because you can you can create as much content as you want and you can ask for as many sales as you want but if you're not resonating with your people with the right language and um you know really creating content that they go oh she gets me you know then then you're just going to be wasting your time so that foundation stage is like the most important really and if you if you've started it's fine to go back to it. And in fact, we probably all should go back to it every six months or so just because our businesses evolve and that's completely natural and they should. Um, or if you are, if you've got, you know, a seed of a new idea and you haven't really started, then start with that, go back to that. 
Yeah, absolutely. hundred percent because you can't build a house without the right foundations. <laughs> and I think that's the same with a business. You definitely, you definitely have to have those things in place before you can build and grow. And, and, you know, my whole business is about pivoting and that is because the foundations, we can change them. We, we can build new foundations um, but yeah, we always need them. Even if we do pivot to a new business or a change in our business is definitely going back to, so, to look at that. And I often say definitely six months at the minimum at the yeah very minimum, but um, definitely refresh and review your foundations and your me- messaging and even your strategies every six to 12 months to make sure that you're on track. Cause sometimes we can even get so bogged into the actual work that we we kind of lose track of what what we should be doing and what was working and now we're just playing catch up with all our customers. So it's good if we have it all clear and that we can always refer back to it. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, and I keep a little folder on my desk, like a present, uh, presentation folder, you know, with the little clear plastic sheets in it and I have in there my ideal customer avatar and all my branding colors and fonts that I need to refer to when I'm creating stuff. And, you know, a few other things that I just want to get to really easily and have in one place. And so I can just go through it every so often and just re-remind myself who I'm talking to, you know, what do they want to hear? And is it still that person? And do I need to slightly sort of change what I'm talking about? And yeah, so it's just really, really good to just be very mindful of, who it is you're creating the content for. Just remember content is not about you, it's about them. (laughs) Fantastic. That's the perfect uh, sentence to (laughs) finish this interview with. But um, before I let you go, can you please tell us where um, people can connect with you, especially uh, about your membership, like perhaps when it opens and what what people can expect from inside your membership because I know it is just going to be so full of wisdom in there. So if you could give us a rundown on that, that'd be amazing. Yeah, thank you for the opportunity. So I am at Nicola Depiezzi Marketing on both Facebook and Instagram. My website is nicoladepiezzi.com. And my membership is called the Thriving Business Mums Club because I I'm a thriving business mum, but I know that the struggle and the journey I've been on from creating a business from home. And so I focus a lot on digital marketing and your messaging and all, your, and all that kind of stuff. But I also focus a lot on productivity and time and task management because it's very easy to get distracted when you work from home and really looking at how we spend our time, what our habits are, where we procrastinate and why. Um, and then also mindset, because a lot of that is all based around, you know, Know, our mindset if we don't have our mindset set for, for success it's very easy for us to get distracted and do things that aren't going to be helping our businesses so yeah there's a there's a five-step course that's a self-paced course that people work on when they come into the club but we also do a couple of coaching calls a month I provide a content calendar and then I also provide a masterclass. and um, so there's lots of touch points and lots of places to get help and to keep you moving on in your business and making sure you've got good processes and systems as well as good marketing and can anybody join that at any time yeah the doors are always open I am welcome to take I'm very happy to take new members at any time and you just join in with wherever we are at um, but I will be doing an, an official launch as well in October. I've got to get the school holidays out the way. Mm-hmm. You know what it's like when you're a mum. You've got to check the calendar and what's going on there first, and then I'll be launching. Um, 
But yeah, anytime people can hop in. Um, it's a really supportive group. It's kind of small group. So you get really good one-on-one um, attention from me. Um, and yeah, really nice community. I just, oh, I bang on about this all the time as well, but I really, really feel that you just shouldn't do business alone. Like make sure whether it's just a networking group that you go to for a coffee every month or you have a business coach you work one-on-one with or you join a membership or you know whatever find your tribe and don't do business alone because you won't get as far as you can no um, definitely you know, you can get. I bang on about that every single I think every episode I have talked about finding your yeah. community and being part of it I know my businesses have all skyrocketed since being part of communities and just even being, uh, we work so many hours by ourselves, but just even the potential and seeing what is possible out there, you can't see that from your own four walls and your own little, um, yeah. you know, in your own little space. You do need to, it opens your eyes. And also on those days that can be quite tough. It can be hard, It can be good just to have a support network or just somebody in these kind of memberships that you can just reach out and say, you know, bad day, kids are annoying me. Um, <laughs> this has happened and, and we just having that support. Troughs. You know, we might be flying one week and everything's going really well and we're just like nailing everything. We're flowing with content and then we'll go through these troughs where we just feel like nothing's working. Who wants to work with me? Oh, no one wants to hear what I've got to say. And we all do it. It's just a natural cycle, especially as females. We have a cycle that we go through. And I always say, you work from home on your own. You've got no boss who's keeping you on track. You've got no colleagues to kind of G you up. No one to have a chat with while you make coffee. There's no one setting KPIs for you. So you've got to do all that for yourself. And that's actually really quite hard work oh. to keep yourself going. And so if you have a membership or a coach or someone that you can just kind of like bounce ideas off and someone that's going to make you show up and say, right, time to set your goals for the next month how's your strategy going what worked what didn't where are you going to go next um just to have that is just awesome I think and I I've been in probably three I think I'm on my fourth membership now um and they've all been valuable in different ways you learn so much from the people who are running them and you meet lots of really lovely people uh, so it's great for your business network as well and uh, yeah I can't I can't emphasize enough how important it is to have other people around you that are going through a similar thing and are going to keep you on track. Absolutely. Um, here, here, definitely yeah. is what I say. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you so much, Nicola. This has been such a great conversation. I am going to link um, all your links to the show notes so that if anybody wants to connect with you, we're all hanging out on Instagram. So hopefully they can come over and jump on your in on your DMs and follow you. I have put the link there and also your membership. That sounds amazing. I will be linking to that as well. Wonderful. So well thank, thank you so, so much, much for your time all the way on the other side of Australia. And um, I look forward to following your journey and being part of your network. Yeah, you too. Thank you ever so much for the time. Thanks so much. Well, thank you again for listening to yet another episode of the Boss Motive Podcast. I hope these episodes are really helping you towards building a successful business and a life that you love. If you enjoyed this episode, please jump over and leave me a review because that is going to help me get this episodes out to more people. And of course, I love to see you on Instagram. So please tag me at Boss Motive and let me know if these episodes are resonating with you or if there's something that you would love to hear. I look forward to being back in your ear again next week. 
Thanks again.